You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadim Bible Reading Plan in Charles River Church. For more information on Limadim, visit lmd.church. Or for more information on Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Welcome to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast, where we read through the Bible in the chunks or sections based on themes it was designed to be read in, so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name is Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading 1 Samuel 9-1 through 12-25. 94 verses today. There was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, son of Zeror, son of Becherath son of Aphia, a Benjaminite, a man of wealth. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a handsome young man. There was not a man among the people of Israel more handsome than he. From his shoulders upward, he was taller than any of the people. Now the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. So Kish said to Saul, his son, Take one of the young men with you and arise. Go, look for the donkeys. And he passed through the hill country of Ephraim, and passed through the land of Shalishah, but they did not find them. And they passed through the land of Shalim, but they were not there. Then they passed through the land of Benjamin, but did not find them. When they came to the land of Zuf, Saul said to his servant, who was with him, Come, let us go back, lest my father cease to care about the donkeys and become anxious about us. But he said to him, Behold, there is a man of God in this city, and he is a man who is held in honor. All that he says comes true. So now let's go up there. Perhaps he can tell us the way we should go. Then Saul said to a servant, But if we go, what can we bring the man? For the bread in our sacks is gone, and there is no present to bring to the man of God. What do we have? The servant answered Saul again, Here, I have with me a quarter of a shekel of silver, and I'll give it to the man of God to to tell us our way. Formerly in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he said, Come, let us go to the seer. For today's prophet was formerly called a seer. And Saul said to his servant, Well said, come, let us go. So they went to the city where the man of God was. And they went up to the hill of the city. And they met young women coming out to draw water and said to them, Is the seer here? They answered, He is. Behold, he's just ahead of you. Hurry, he's come just now to the city because the people have a sacrifice today on a high place. As soon as you enter the city, you'll find him, before he goes up to the high place, to eat, for the people will not come till he, will not eat till he comes, since he must bless the sacrifice. Afterward, those who are invited will eat. Now go up, for you will meet him immediately. So they went up to the city. As they were entering the city, they saw Samuel coming out toward them on his way to the high place. Now the day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed to Samuel, tomorrow, About this time I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him to be a prince over my people Israel. He shall save my people from the hand of the Philistines, for I have seen my people, because their cry has come to me. When Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, Here is the man of whom I spoke to you. He it is who shall restrain my people. Then Saul approached Samuel at the gate and said, Tell me, where is the house of the seer? Samuel said to Saul, I am the seer. 
Go up before me to the high place, for today you shall eat with me. And in the morning I'll let you go, and will tell you all that is on your mind. As for your donkeys that were lost three days ago, do not set your mind on them, for they have been found. And for whom is all this desirable in Israel? Is it not for you and all your father's house? Saul answered, Am I not a Benjaminite from the least of the tribes of Israel? And is not my clan the humblest of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin? Why then have you spoken to me in this way? Then Samuel took Saul and his young man and brought them into the hall and gave them a place at the head of those who have been invited, who were about thirty persons. And Samuel said to the cook, Bring the portion I give you, of which I said to you, put it aside. So the cook took up the leg that was on it and set them before Saul. And Samuel said, See, what was kept is set before you. Eat, because it was kept for you until the hour appointed that you might eat with the guests. So Saul ate with Samuel that day. And when they came down from the high place in, into the city, a bed was spread for Saul on the roof, and he lay down to sleep. Then at the break of dawn, Samuel called to Saul on the roof, Up, that I may send you on your way. So Saul arose, and both he and Samuel went out into the street. As they were going down to the outskirts of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Tell the servants to pass on before us. And when he had passed on, stop here yourself for a while, that I may make known to you the word of God. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him, and said, Has not the Lord anointed you to be prince over his people Israel? And you shall reign over the people of the Lord, and you will save them from the hand of their surrounding enemies. And this shall be the sign to you that the Lord has anointed you to be the prince over his heritage. When you depart from me today, you will meet two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin at Zelzah. And they will say to you, The donkeys that you were to seek are found. And now your father has ceased to care about the donkeys and is anxious about you, saying, What shall I do about my son? Then you shall go on then you shall go on from there farther, and come to the oak of Tabor. Three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you there, one carrying three young goats, another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a skin of wine, and they will greet you, and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall accept from their hand. After that you shall come to Gibeah Elohim where there is a garrison of the Philistines, and there, as soon as you come to the city, you'll meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with harp, tambourine, flute, and lyre, before them prophesying. Then the Spirit of the Lord will rush upon you, and you will prophesy with them, and be turned into another man. Now when these signs meet you, do what your hand finds to do, for God is with you. Then go down before me to Gilgal, and behold, I'm coming down to you, to offer burnt offerings and sacrifice peace offerings. Seven days you shall wait until I come to you and show you what you shall do. When he turned his back to leave Samuel, God gave him another heart. And all these signs came to pass that day. When they came to Gibeah, behold, a group of prophets met him, and the Spirit of God rushed upon him, and he prophesied among them. And when all who knew him previously saw how he prophesied with the prophets, the people said to one another, what has become over the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? And a man of the place answered, And who is their father? Therefore it became a proverb, Is Saul among the prophets? When he had finished prophesying, he came to the high place. Saul's uncle said to him and his servant, Where did you go? And he said, To seek the donkeys. 
And when we saw they were not to be found, we went to Samuel. And Samuel's uncle said, Please tell me what Samuel said to you. And Saul said to his uncle, He told us plainly that the donkeys had been found. But about the matter of the kingdom of which Samuel had spoken, he did not tell him anything. Now Samuel called the people together to the Lord at Mizpah. And he said to the people of Israel, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I brought up out of Israel I brought up Israel out of Egypt and delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of all the kingdoms that were oppressing you but today you have rejected your God who saves you from all your calamities and all your distresses and you said to him set a king over us now therefore present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your thousands then Samuel brought all the tribes of Israel near and the tribe of Benjamin was taken by lot he brought the t- tribe of Benjamin near by its clans, and the clan of the Merarites was taken by Lot. And Saul, the son of Kish, was taken by Lot. But when they sought him, he could not be found. So they inquired again of the Lord, Is there a man still to come? And the Lord said, Behold, he has hidden himself among the baggage. Then they ran and took him from there. And when he stood among the people, he was taller than any of the people from shoulders upward. And Samuel said to the people, Do you see him whom the Lord has chosen? There's none like him among all the people. And the people shouted, Long live the king. Then Samuel told the people the rights and duties of the kingship, and he wrote them in a book and laid it up before the Lord. Then Samuel sent all the people away, each one to his home. Saul also went to his home at Gibeah, and with him went men of valor whose hearts God had touched. But some worthless fellow said, How can this man save us? And they despised him and brought him no present. But he held his peace. Then Nahash, the Ammonite, went up and besieged Jabesh-Gilead. And the men of Jabesh said to Nahash, Make a treaty with us and we will serve you. But Nahash, the Ammonite, said to them, On this condition I'll make a treaty with you, that I gouge out all your right eyes and thus bring disgrace on all Israel. The elders of Jabesh said to him, Give us seven days' respite that we may send messengers throughout the territory of Israel. Then if there is no one to save us, we will give ourselves up to you. When the messengers came to Gibeah of Saul, they reported the matter in the ears of the people, and the people wept aloud. Now behold, Saul was coming from the field behind the oxen. And Saul said, What's wrong with the people that they are weeping? So they told him the news of the men of Jabesh, And the Spirit of God rushed upon Saul when he heard these words, and his anger was greatly kindled. He took a yoke of oxen and cut them in pieces and sent them throughout all the territory of Israel by the hand of the messengers, saying, Whoever does not come out after Saul and Samuel, so shall it be done to his oxen. Then the dread of the Lord fell upon the people, and they came out as one man. When he mustered them at Bezek, the people of Israel were three hundred thousand, and men of Judah thirty thousand. And they said to the messengers who had come, Thus shall you say to the men of Jabesh-Gilead, Tomorrow, by the time the sun is hot, you shall have salvation. When the messengers came and told the men of Jabesh, they were glad. Therefore the men of Jabesh said, Tomorrow we will give ourselves up to you, and you may do to us whatever seems good to you. And the next day Saul put the people in three companies, and they came into the midst of the camp in the morning watch and struck down the Ammonites until the heat of the day. And those who survived were scattered, so that no two of them were left together. Then the people said to Samuel, Who is it that said, Shall Saul reign over us? Bring the men, 
that we may put them to death. But Saul said, Not a man shall be put to death this day. For today the Lord has worked salvation in Israel. Then Samuel said to the people, Come, let us go to Gilgal, and there renew the kingdom. So all the people went to Gilgal, and there they made Saul king before the Lord in Gilgal. There they sacrificed peace offerings before the Lord, and there Saul and all the men of Israel rejoiced greatly. And Samuel said to all Israel, Behold, I have obeyed your voice in all that you have said to me, and have made a king over you. And now, behold, the king walks before you, and I am old and gray. And behold, my sons are with you. I have walked before you from my youth until this day. Here I am. Testify against me before the Lord and before his anointed whose ox I have taken, or whose donkey I have taken, or whom I have defrauded, whom I have oppressed, or, or from whose hand have I taken a bribe to blind my eyes with it. Testify against me and I will restore it to you. And they said, You have not defrauded us or oppressed us or taken anything from any man's hand. And he said to them, The Lord is witness against you, and his anointed is witness this day, that you have not found anything in my hand. And they said, He is witness. Samuel said to the people, The Lord is witness who appointed Moses and Aaron and brought your fathers up out of the land of Egypt. Now therefore, stand still that I may plead with you before the Lord concerning all the righteous deeds of the Lord that he performed for you and for your fathers. When Jacob went into Egypt and the Egyptians oppressed them, then your fathers cried out to the Lord, and the Lord sent Moses and Aaron, who brought your fathers out of, the, out of Egypt and made them dwell in this place. But they forgot the Lord their God, and he sold them into the hand of Sisera, commander of the army of Hazor, and into the hand of the Philistines, and into the hand of the king of Moab, and they fought against them. And they cried out to the Lord and said, We have sinned because we have forsaken the Lord and have served the Baals and the Ashtaroth. But now deliver us out of the hand of our enemies, that we may serve you. And the Lord sent Jerubbaal and Barak and Jephthah and Samuel and delivered you out of the hand of your enemies on every side, and you lived in safety. And when you saw that Nahash, the king of the Ammonites, came against you, you said to me, No, but a king shall reign over us when the Lord your God was your king. And now behold, the king whom you have chosen, for whom you have asked, behold, the Lord has set a king over you. If you will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, and if both you and the king who reigns over you will follow the Lord your God, it'll be well. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandments of the Lord, then the hand of the Lord will be against you and your king. Now therefore, stand still and see this great thing that the Lord will do before your eyes. Is it not wheat harvest today? I will call upon the Lord that he may send thunder and rain, and you shall know and see that your wickedness is great, which you have done in the sight of the Lord, in asking yourselves for a king. So Samuel called upon the Lord, and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day. And all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. And all the people said to Samuel, Pray for your servants to the Lord your God, that we may not die. For we have added to our sins all this evil, to ask for ourselves a king. And Samuel said to the people, Do not be afraid. You have done all this evil. Yet do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And do not turn aside after empty things that cannot profit or deliver, for they are empty. For the Lord will not forsake his people, for his great namesake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you a people for himself. Moreover, as for me, 
Far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. And I will instruct you in the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. For consider what great things he has done for you. But if you still do wickedly, you shall be swept away, both you and your king. first king and it is Saul the son of Kish and it's this is where the Bible uh, gets I guess this isn't where the Bible gets very gray uh, because it there is a lot of gray that we've already read but here in first Samuel second Samuel there is there this is a section of the Bible that is very gray uh, because it's very human I, when I was trying to figure out the Bible and trying to figure out the good guys and the bad guys, I saw Saul and I was like, okay, so Saul was a bad guy, David was a good guy, uh, and then just trying to kind of wrap my mind around who's a good guy, who's a bad guy, because that's the way that I've been trained to think. But really, this is a much more human story than just good guy, bad guy. There is a lot of gray. There is a lot of... Uh, Saul is a is a brilliant character study in how to squander your power, how to squander your position, how to squander your authority. And so Israel's first king starts off fine, though we do see him hiding among the baggage. Uh, so there's a there there's already something here that's that's kind of off, but he is head and shoulders taller than everybody, bringing us back to Hannah's song where God um, exalts the humble and brings down the proud. Saul is this one who begins very humbly, right? He, he's, this, he's in the, the smallest tr- clan, in the, in the smallest tribe in Israel. Who am I? Again, it's that, that same kind of when, when called out by God, who am I to do this thing? That's a great quality. And he, but then when Samuel has clearly instructed him, and this is a man who is a prophet of God, who is speaking the words of God, speaking on behalf of the Lord, as if the Lord was standing right there telling you what to do, Saul is still reluctant. Rather than being obedient to the Lord, he is too reluctant to step into what it is that, that Samuel has called him into and so he's he's head and shoulders man is looking on the outside and seeing this is our king this is our king he's huge he's gonna save us from the Philistines and he does he defeats the Ammonites he begins strong and then when people are speaking out against him saying this isn't uh, who who is this guy to be our king and after he defeats the the Ammonites, the people are like people are saying to him, or not just to him, but the people are saying to one another, "Who are these worthless men who are spe- speaking out against Saul? Let's go kill them." And Saul says, "No, no, no, not today. Today, we uh, today is a, is a day of peace. The Lord has delivered us." And so, um, and then it, at the end, we get Samuel's farewell address. Now Samuel 
the final judge of Israel who has been miraculously given through Hannah to be a servant of the Lord for all the days of his life. He has served Israel faithfully throughout his life, and now he is gathering Israel together saying, I'm an old man now, and here's what happened, is that you have rejected your, the Lord as your king. You have rejected him as king, but even in your rejection of him, if you will still fear him, you and your king, if you will both fear the Lord, it will go well for you. And so that's his final plea to these people is, is to continue to fear the Lord. Not just continue to, but, but dedicate yourself to the fear of the Lord. Because that's the point. God brought you out of Egypt into this land. He has delivered you time and again from the hand of your enemies. But you are a stubborn and a stiff-necked people. And the Lord is gracious and merciful and kind. But his plan involves using you to bring his glory throughout all the nations. And unless you are ready to fear the Lord, that plan will not succeed. And he will sell you into the hand of your enemies. And you will cry out again to him. And so that's, uh, that's this section. And so as we wrap up today... Uh, I would ask you to consider what does this section of scripture tell you about who God is? What does this section of scripture tell you about who you are, about um, the state of humanity? And what is it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up as we were reading today? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and we'll be right here again tomorrow. Till then, God bless. Mm -hmm.